Hello and welcome to the Ideology Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Ziddle, at Dr. Tim Ziddle on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create informative and short episodes designed to make personal growth and development fun again so you can cut the learning curve and become the best version of yourself while creating success at any level. Here we go. Out of all the episodes I've recorded, this one might be my favorite. In this episode, we're going to discuss one of the biggest things I think keeps people from really pressing through and achieving success, from taking responsibility for their life, and ultimately ends up in people spending large chunks of their life, years at a time even, wallowing in disappointment and misery and depression. And so we're going to talk about today how suffering and embracing the process of suffering can set the stage for your success. Here's the thing. Life is full of options. And there are some of those, uh, you know, in, in today's society that would say we have more options now than we ever have before. And that is a, it's a gift and it's a curse. Um, and, and there's always things that are happening around us. And some of these things we can control, some of these things we can't control, but to create peace and harmony we are going to have to focus on the most important things and the rest of those things you have to let go. If you're anything like me, you are a control freak, you're a micromanager, and this creates a sense of certainty and safety that we feel like we crave, that we have to have in order to feel at peace in our life. But what I'm discovering more and more as I get older and wiser and press more into people that have done way more life than me, it's the more things you let go the less you hold on to, the less you need to control, actually leads to more happiness, more peace, more harmony. So while we're in an opportunity era and surrounded by tons of options for careers, relationships, hobbies, escapes, why don't we feel like we're in a season of happiness and bliss? Why are, why are there so many people that are stressed out and unfulfilled? And I believe that the best reason is we can't have it all. Even though we tell ourselves that we want a little bit of this, a little bit of that, we want to have our cake and eat it too. If we have all these options available to us, then that must mean we deserve to have all these options and we deserve to be able to take advantage of all these options. Instead, we need to make sure we're focusing on the right choices, not just every choice. And when we focus on all of our options all at once, all of our choices all at once, we're going to get totally overwhelmed. And we're going to spread ourselves too thin and that's going to make us less happy instead of more. So how do we change that narrative? What can we do differently to bring back more joy, more happiness in our life? There's a couple things we're going to talk about today. And the first thing that we have to understand is whatever you do is going to be a struggle. Whatever you choose. So what makes the most sense is just get really picky on finding what's the best struggle for you. Now the best thing for you is not going to be the best thing for everybody else. So especially when, if I'm talking to somebody who's listening to this and you're listening to this through the lens of what was right for mom and dad, what was right for aunt or uncle, or was what was right for all your friends, that may not be the struggle that's best for you. And that's going to be a struggle that feels like an uphill battle all the way. But if you choose something that truly brings joy to you, the struggle will make sense. There will be purpose in the pain. And that's going to continue to push you forward towards that success. Lots of us have that perfect, you know, commercial for how we want our life to look like. We've got the, the one-liner, the cliche. But how many of us 
really know, deeply know, fully understand what we want to be known for, what you want your legacy to be. A lot of us, when we create this abject picture, when we create this distorted reality or this Hollywood version of what we want our life to look like, it's super vague. It's all shades of gray. There's no black and white. There's no specific goals. There's no specific direction. And the more vague we are, the worse off we're going to be because we won't know what direction to work towards, much less if we actually are doing it, if we're succeeding in that. When it comes down to succeeding and creating high success, I'm not talking about people that just stay comfortable in life. I'm talking about high achievers, people that are, are driving private planes, you know, that are, are on their yacht, you know, people that have the lake house, right? These are, are people that we all say in our mind, you know, probably there's some aspect of that that appeals to us. But we have to understand that whether you have that life, high achiever, or even if you have a life that's comfortable, setbacks and hardships and struggle, they're all guaranteed. Look around you, ask around you. When's the last time you knew someone who didn't struggle at all? No adversity, no setbacks, no hardships, whether they were a low achiever or a high achiever. It happens for all of us. As soon as we can stop fighting that and embrace these struggles as the only way to get what we want, we're gonna see this as progress instead of seeing these things as barriers. Take for example, if if you're sitting here listening to this and in your mind, you're like, man, one day I want to be a CEO. I want to be a, a high level executive, whether it's in my own business or at another business. That's not just handed out to people. You don't just get given that position. And then when you get there, it's not just handed to you. There's a ton of sacrifices that come along with that. And there's struggle that's going to come along with that setbacks. And since struggle is unavoidable, it makes sense that we should find something that is worth struggling for. The goal shouldn't just be to be a CEO. It should be to be the CEO of a company or of a movement that makes sense to you, that you're passionate about. Because then you're going to realize that the happiness that you want is going to come from the work, from the struggle to get there, from the climb, not just from the achievement. It's going to come from the constant battle as you start to see that as forward progress. Again, not just as setbacks. You're not going to be deterred by the adversity anymore. In fact, you'll grow to love it because you're going to see that as something that grows you, something that pushes you forward rather than holds you back. A great example of this would be, um, you know, in, in, in the, these chiropractic practices that I've started, right? Owning your, and operating your own business is a heck of a lot of work. There's 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks, you know, where you go to work all day, every day, and then you come home and that's where the work's just beginning. Then you're working on your website. Then you're working on your marketing. Then you're working on, on networking with people, right? And then from there, you got to learn how to lead a team. There's hiring, there's firing, there's relationships you have to manage to, in order to help your team perform at a high level. You have to help them feel like they're growing, help them feel like they're fulfilled. And that is a ton of stress to manage. There's a lot of setbacks. There's a lot of hardships. Some of these people you're able to grow into better situations and some of those people you have to let go. All of which for most people would deter them from ever pushing forward into that. But as bank after bank after bank was telling me, no, we don't have the financing and the funding for you, there was something inside of me that just saw that as each no is putting me in position for a better yes. And that same thing is true for you as well. But I decided that in this season of my life, building that beautiful practice and building a team to support that was my highest goal. And it was worth every bit of that struggle and adversity. As soon as you can find that for yourself too, and you find what's worth struggling for to you, you're going to start seeing more of that success and you're going to love the process of doing it, even when it feels uncomfortable. 
The second thing that we have to understand is we have to learn how to love the battle and embracing how the suffering can create amazing things. But if we do that and we lack the right values at the same time, we're still not going to find happiness. The best examples of people that often struggle come from art or music, right? These people are often known as really overworked, um, totally poor, and also always underappreciated. If there are so many musicians out there that are incredibly gifted and never strike it big, right? And these people are toiling away. Um, a great story I absolutely love is a guy by the name of Dave Mustaine. In 1983, he got kicked out of a band. And this was right before this band broke onto the scene and made it super big. And he got so frustrated and put down by this rejection that over the next two years, he spent countless hours improving his skills, reaching out and networking with other musicians. And he determined he was going to build a band of these people that were the rejects that were going to create something amazing. And this band ended up becoming something called Megadeth, which went on to sell 25 million records. But the story doesn't stop there. In spite of Megadeth's success and cult following, Dave was forever unhappy because everything that he did with Megadeth and all the success that they had, he was always comparing himself to his former band that he got kicked out of, which just so happened to be a band called Metallica. And because of this comparison, he always considered himself to be a failure because even though he had huge success, that the majority, 99% of musicians will never go on to sell 25 million records or have the following that Megadeth had. He was always going to be comparing himself to Metallica and falling short. The fastest way to a lifetime of depression and disappointment is to compare your success to that of other people. I'll say that one more time. The fastest way to a lifetime of depression and disappointment is to compare all of your success to that of other people. On the flip side, there was a guy by the name of Pete Best. And just like Dave, he also got kicked out of his band right before they made it big. Only this band happened to be the Beatles, one of the most successful bands of all time, right? Watching his former band um, make it to the absolute pinnacle of success also sent Pete into a major depression. But then he took a step back realized where he was and he reevaluated his life and reset his values. He realized making music was what he enjoyed most. He didn't want the societal versions of success to define his life. And what this meant is it led him to way more happiness and fulfillment as he went back to making music again. While he did so for much less known bands and much you know less success overall, if we're measuring that by the, the general standard, he was so much more happy. So how do you choose the right values? How do you set the foundation for your success once you've embraced suffering, you've embraced the adversity? How do we build that up with the right values? Number one, they've got to be based in reality. Number two, they need to be helpful to society. And number three, they have to have an immediate and controllable effect. So let's talk about the difference between bad and good values, right? Bad values would be things that don't fall into those three criteria. Think of things like pleasure, right? Almost never has pleasure as a sole value led to something good, right? Think of people that are, um, you know, uh, always, you know, getting into drugs or alcohol or, or sex, meaningless sex, or, you know, all these things, those all come from having pleasure as a motivating effect. The second one might be material success, right? Has never gotten anybody anywhere. In fact, one of my favorite studies um, in, in relation to like kind of keeping up with the Joneses shows that once our basic life needs are met, extra wealth does not improve happiness. So when you're chasing wealth, it can have a detrimental effect. 
if you've already met your basic needs, that's really where that version of happiness is going to kind of plateau, especially if you're prioritizing chasing wealth over uh, values like family, integrity, or honesty. Now, what are some examples of good values? These would be things like honesty, creativity, generosity, humility, right? We all know what it looks like to have good values. Last but not least, we've already talked about, you know, the, the fact that whatever we do is going to be a struggle. And we got to get really picky on finding the best struggle for ourselves. The second thing is learning to love the battle, but it's got to be grounded on the right values. And then change is going to happen when you take back full responsibility of your life. Think about the difference between people that sign up for a marathon, right? Most of these people run for a purpose or for a cause. They raise a ton of money and they're, they're pretty much always proud of that experience, being able to run a marathon and whatever benefit that had, not only on themselves, but what they were running for. But what would happen if all of those people, we took those same people and we said, you are forced to run this marathon. You don't have a choice. You're obligated to do it. Think about if you're forced to do something right, you would despise the entire experience. Even if you did well, even if you won, you would still hate it because you were forced to do it. Doing something out of a sense of obligation or being forced to do it, it completely robs it of its joy. But isn't that how most of us live our lives, approach everything that we have to do in life, an endless stream of have to experiences? What would it look like if instead of talking about all the things we have to do, we talked about all the things we enjoy doing all the things we want to do, all of the reasons that we want to show up, all the reasons that we want to work on our business, all the reasons we want to work on ourselves. Just that switch can make a massive difference. Let's look at a pretty ex extreme story here, right? There was a guy by the name of William James, and he was born to a really wealthy, privileged family um, in the 19th century. And, and he had really, really bad health issues. So like on a regular basis, he would experience really bad vomiting, back spasms, and his early dream was to be a painter. But he really struggled to make a dent in that, in that sphere to make his mark. And his dad was constantly mocking his lack of talent and um, beating up on him uh, and, and never encouraging him. So he decided to switch it up and pursue a career in medicine, which ultimately he dropped out of, dropped out of medical school. And so now not only is he physically unwell, he's completely unhappy. He doesn't have family support or a job and he was considering suicide. And in the process, he read um, from a guy named Charles Pierce, who is a philosopher and, and Pierce's uh, central belief was that everybody needs to take 100% responsibility for their own life. And that really struck a chord with James. So he realized that his unhappiness, his disappointment and depression came from his belief that he was a victim of everything that was happening outside, whether it was his physical ailments or his lack of, of, uh, support and encouragement and, and really more so complete criticism from his dad. He was blaming his entire situation on things he couldn't control and it made him feel powerless. But he then realized in this moment, he's responsible for his life and his actions. And through the empowering nature of that thought, he started all over again. And after years of hard work, he went on to become one of the most well-known pioneers in American psychology. So if you're ever sitting here feeling like a victim, feeling like you're just surrounded by struggle and adversity and setbacks, remember William James and step in and take complete responsibility for your life, right? Think about it from the standpoint of getting fired from a job or getting dumped, um, you know, in a relationship or, or, or the loss of someone, right? It's all too easy to blame your 
other person, right? Your boss, your manager, your, 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 your former crush and now ex for being uncaring, for being cruel, for not knowing your needs, for putting you in this position. But maybe it would be a lot smarter to look at how you were responsible for the loss of that job or that relationship. Maybe you neglected your share of the work. Maybe you didn't support your team or didn't support your partner. And by realizing and work on your mistakes, number one, you're never going to change where they're coming from, whether you, you know, know how to relate to them or not. But by working on you, you can avoid these mistakes in the future and go on to live such a happier and fulfilling life. Guys, I hope that this has been helpful for you. Like it's been helpful for me. I absolutely love diving into these things with you. And I can't wait to bring more content as I continue to read more and learn more. And uh, I'd love to learn more about what's helpful to you, what you love, what you hate. Um, Shoot me a message and let's talk about it. Let's talk about how to get you more content that's relevant to you. But in the meantime, I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, week, weekend. You deserve that. And I'll look forward to connecting with you soon. You did it. You reached the end and hopefully you're one conversation, one episode closer to that breakthrough, to that success that you've been searching for. Again, you can like it, love it, share it, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm just grateful that you're here along for the ride and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.